Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. All right, so here she goes. We talked about inflation long before there was an invasion, but we also know that factually, if you look Okay, oh, so sorry. she's right so far. We did talk about inflation long before there was invasion. We've been talking about inflation like hardcore for the last two years. It was obvious. <laughs> but yeah. now they get to blame Putin. This is the actual clip I was looking for. We've taken to address uh, Putin, the Putin price hike. The Putin price hike. <laughs> and, I love it. Yeah, she comes back to it too again here a little more. I don't know what's with this player. It just muted on me. Come the on, Putin lady. price hike. That's brilliant. CPI headline inflation to be extraordinarily elevated. Due- she said we expect the CPI headline inflation, which they, they came out with today. This news conference was from yesterday. would be extraordinarily inflated. Remember, last month it was 7.9%. And again, they're always a month behind. So 7.9% was for February. They released March's due numbers to today. Putin's price hike. Due to and- Putin's price hike. So the uh, the increase is all due to Holy Putin. Holy crap. So yeah. the gas prices, were, as we're at, inflation in general is where it's at. Yeah. All because of All because of Putin. Putin. The Putin price hike. They even have a name for it. We expect a large difference between core and headline inflation reflecting the global disruptions in energy and food markets. So core infl- inflation... So- Right. Disregarding the Nazis, she just said, what is the government inflation rate that they're giving for the month of March? 8.5%. Versus and that is what was last month? 7.9%. It had been going up by like 0.1, 0.2%. So whether or not Putin did this at the behest of the American government or not, they are benefiting from this by using it as an excuse to pawn off inflation and say, oh, well, we didn't do this to you, America. It was Putin. Doesn't include energy and food prices. Uh, headline inflation does. And of course, we know that core inflation, you know, energy, the impact of energy, of course, on oil prices, gas prices, we expect that to uh, continue to reflect what we've seen uh, the increases be over the course of this invasion. And just as an example, since President Putin's military buildup accelerated in January, average gas prices are up more than 80 cents. Most of the increase... By the way, they were up before that, too. Yep, they've been been going up. They've been going up. uh, ...occurred in the month of March, and at times, gas prices were more than a dollar above pre-invasion level. So that roughly 25% increase in gas prices will drive tomorrow's inflation reading. And certainly, it's not a surprise to us. Right. No, it's just the gas. But correlation is not causation, right? Did did she say that the... Uh, this inflation number is not uh, being affected by food and gas. She said gas. there were two numbers. She said there's like a he- a core inflation and a headline inflation. And, and she- one doesn't include energy yeah. and food. I think she said it was the headline one that did Cause, include Because can I just say, those are the o- that's the only inflation that I notice right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not really buying anything else except fuel and food. And food. Looking at shadowstats.com. Uh, who re- actually reports on the real numbers, like the real unemployment numbers mm-hmm. in this country, uh, he he or she or them, they report it uh, as a little over 12. If they were using the same... 12%? Is, if they were using the same system as they did back in the 80s. Oh, interesting. I'm, uh, not, and, and, uh, I'm not actually sure how they changed the calculations, but I do know that it was, changed, it was flipped somehow in order to, to bring it down to, uh, uh, to not so record-breaking numbers to not scare the people of right, course so it's 8.5% is the number they're throwing out there right now and uh and we're still going to we're still waiting to get the other numbers so they come out with two numbers every month there's the consumer price index and then there's the what they call the producer price index and that measures the wholesale prices 
And that has been, uh, I believe, last month it went over the two digits for the very first time in the time I, since I've been watching it. Uh, so that's already much higher than the consumer one. And you know if wholesale prices are going up, then, of course, consumer prices have to follow. They try to, they try to put it off as long as they can. They try to play games like uh, shrinkflation, where they uh, shrink down the product sizes. They say inflation turns money into a foreign language. The rising cost of gas, food, and hundreds of other things is pushing Americans to rethink how they read every price tag. Whether in the produce aisle or the used car lot, our definition of cheap or expensive has changed, researchers on consumer psychology say. Americans trimmed spending and adjusted their monthly budgets as annual inflation rate rose to a four-decade high of 7.9% in February. Now we know it's 8.5% for March, which economists expect to grow uh, expect grew to 8.4% last month. Financial advisors say this recalibration can't be a one-time effort. Knowing exactly what you're willing to pay for something and examining what is a necessity should be a constant effort. Quote, there's no going back to the way things were, said Scott Rick. <laughs> Shut up, Rick. Associate Mark, uh, Professor of Marketing of the University of Michigan. He says you have to update and roll with it. Well, the thing is, he's right. He, he's he saying something that's different from what the politicians are saying. The politicians People like Biden are saying things like, we're going to try to get inflation under control. We're going to try to get inflation back down. Yeah, but Jen is saying this is the new normal. That's Well, that's the thing. It's The messaging that they're putting out there is purposely misleading, saying they're going to try to get inflation back down. Because even if they can lower the rate of inflation, which I don't think they have any plan to actually do. They but can't even, destroy part of the money supply. That's exactly right. Not easily, at least. True. I mean, they could. They could take or dollars they, out or of Or they could create their new digital currency like they want to and they're, move, they're and move to something too. completely different, they're which, which might actually too. be the plan. How many people are buying the quote-unquote Putin price hike claims that Biden uh, is making about, oh, well, it's all Putin's fault is why inflation is uh, is happening? Which, of course, anybody that knows what inflation is knows that inflation is an increase in the money supply. And the only people who control the money supply in the United States is the United States federal government via their buddies at the Federal Reserve. Yep. That's, that's where the buck starts and that's where it stops when it comes to inflation. Prices go up as a result of inflation. Prices going up are a symptom of inflation. And that's why we need to end the Fed. Indeed. Uh, so they say here at the Wall Street Journal, the sudden ability to know how to read price tags, or sorry, the sudden inability uh, to know how to read price tags is especially disorienting to those under age 40 who have never experienced anything like today's inflation rate. Understanding how we think about prices can help us adapt to inflation, said their expert from the University of Michigan. What we judge to be a good or fair price is influenced by individual background, income, and our mental transaction histories, he said. The prices we pay over and over again, like gas and rent, are better defined than more occasional purchases, which is why politicians so often trip up when asked to recall the price of a gallon of milk, or older people are still anchored to the prices they paid in younger days. And it definitely will hit you like a ton of bricks if you are a renter. And your landlord uh, comes to you that your your year lease is up or whatever, and then comes to you and says, "I'm going to need forty percent more." You got Will Smith, and he's out there, and his and his wife is giving him the eye, like see, you need to go do something about this. I don't know how true that is because there are countless videos of Will Smith like crying during interviews and stuff, like genuinely crying. Yeah, like in the last like two years, it's like he's fallen off the cliff just recently. That didn't seem like less masculine to me, though. But but I'm not your average person either. The average person probably does view you know a man crying as not masculine. Well, it's 
Oh, well, I don't know. I, to I, me, it's just human. Right? He I seems to be under uh, some level of control by the, by his wife. Uh, because during the the incident at the Oscars or whatever, she, he gave, was she, gave, she gave him the yeah, yeah 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 he was laughing and and initially she and then, wasn't and then he happy. turned around and he looked and saw her looking at him yeah and, he and she changed. gave and she gave him the go ahead yeah. and but then after that it looked scripted he walks up there on stage he still looked like he was smiling I don't a little know, bit man I don't when, think when he turned scripted. around and was walking back he was smiling I mean, and he just smacked someone. Might, and gotten away with it. But you know what? Let's stop. Let's get off this. Let's go back to inflation. We, we, we have fallen into the trap. We need to talk about what's important. Well, so talking about people and how they adjust. Trans-Ukrainians uh, marrying Russian black soldiers? It's That Netflix movie is coming out. <laughs> Musk, is, Musk is producing it as we speak. Others find their understanding of prices adjusting when they spot a price change in their monthly utility bill or their usual coffee order, and they totally exp- extrapolate that to the economy at large. Here's another one. Uh, keeping older food out on the shelves longer, like milk and eggs. Really? They have an expiration date, and usually when they start getting close, they get they get trucked away, and and the delivery man comes and he knows where they're at in the in the in the refrigerator, and he grabs them. You're saying they're letting them sit out though? Yep, longer. Sitting, they're going to be out there. So check your check your milk dates. Check well, your that egg surprises dates. me because right now, I, I mean, I the last few times I've been in the grocery store, the amount of uh, product, at least at the market basket store here in in this area, is light. Like if you go up and grab a milk. That's the only one on that part of the, sh- the like that right. that um, I don't know if you want to call them a stack or whatever. Like there's nothing behind it. Like there was in the milk section the other day, they they had gotten rid of most of the milk and they'd spread fruit juices over into the milk section because they just didn't even have <laughs> yeah, that's the other, all the milks. That's that they the other had. trick they do is they they spread it out and yeah. cover empty spaces. That's they, been going on for months. Yep, that kind of stuff. So. I've experienced sticker shock in the sense that I don't go shopping very often. So, like once every month or so, I need to go and stock up on cat food or dog food. So, mm-hmm. I don't go often enough to see the prices increase by you know ten cents here or twenty cents there. But I go infrequently enough where suddenly I'm spending you know thirty dollars more per visit. And I'm buying exactly the same stuff that I bought when I was there two months ago, and it, it's jarring. It's it's roughly a twenty percent real t- real life increases. It's about a twenty percent increase in the amount that I've been paying. Look at China. They're going to be pounding the dogs over the head with a, with a cast iron skillet, and they're going to be stewing them up for supper that night. Do you see the? Uh, well, I don't know what they're doing with those those bodies. That's an interesting question. I they're, mean, they're almost certainly going to come back in in a few days. Hey, guys, look, we found some, some meat, meat for you to eat. If yeah. they're really afraid, it, well, here's the question: Are all the dogs and those cats being rounded up? Is it because they because the owners have been shipped off in, in box cars to quarantine camps, or Could are be. they are the animals suspected of having COVID? No, if it's that's, hard to if, say. If that's the case, then they, I don't think they'd be allowed to consume them. Mm. I got to tell you, man, as someone who, you know, I would die for my two cats, right? But sure. if, if I was living in Shanghai in these circumstances, those, those cats have their best chance if I just open the door and let them go. That, that's their best chance of survival. Why would you say that? In a, in a city, Because yeah. I can't feed them. Mm. I can't even feed myself, so I've got nothing for the cats to eat. Their best chance is to go out there and try to hunt some birds or some mice or something. I would say in a city, a cat, uh, cat will... Go feral real quick and survive. Yeah, I not, imagine my cats out, would come back each day. But not day. out in the woods. Not against the five dogs. I saw a video right. from Shanghai where they had five dogs, like a pack of dogs, where literally there was one cat being passed around and like shaken and killed by these wow. crazed dogs because there's no humans around to take care of the dogs. So everything's going back to nature. 
Hey, Daily Digest listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy, so I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Well, according to a poll here from... Where is this? ABC News. ABC Ipsos poll conducted over the last, I think, week or so. April 8th and 9th is when they did this poll. They uh, asked people a bunch of questions. Um, How many, for instance, support tighter economic sanctions on Russia? 79% say they support even more uh, sanctions against Russia. 7% oppose it. 13% they don't know. Uh, 63% say they accept refugees into the United States from Ukraine. 70% say they support sending additional U.S. weapons and equipment to Ukraine. Mm. Sending troops to nearby European countries, you go to 53% supporting that, 22% against, and 24% say they don't know. And then the big question, sending U.S. troops to Ukraine, thankfully... Only 17% of Americans support that. Oh, well, good. Now, uh, let me go back to still, this. I'm shocked that it's as high as 17%. Let me, go, let me go back to the uh, accepting refugees and sending armaments. Yeah. All right. If you told them in the same poll, oh, by the way, the refugees are coming to live at your house and the armaments are coming from this amount of tax dollars that are coming out of your pocket, and I can... I can assure you would change. Uh, they would change that. They change that tune real quick. But the, but I am happy about that. Seventeen uh, percent re, uh, refusing to send our children and your your brothers and sisters and sons and daughters right over to this nonsense war, which is what? probably which probably isn't even taking place. What about the price increases in gasoline? They look at who to blame. Thirty three percent. Say they Joe, uh, they blame Joe Biden a great deal. So they ask separate questions. So Joe Biden, thirty three percent say a great deal, eighteen percent a good amount. Uh, actually, they total so nearly fifty percent. So fifty one percent say a great deal or a good amount. And That's then, silly. Biden doesn't have a whole lot to do with the gas prices. Yeah, he is as much much in, uh, responsible for this gas hike as Putin is. There's a whole, yeah. there is so many factors involved in this, and it's you know. You can't really you can't blame one person. Donald I mean, Biden Trump. sucks. Who, how many how many blame Donald Trump? Twenty four percent blame him either a great deal or a good amount. So for whatever reason they're not blaming Trump as much. Democratic Party policies got blamed a great deal or good amount by fifty two percent of Americans. Republican Party policies blamed thirty three percent by a great deal or a good amount. And oil companies getting sixty eight percent saying they blame them a great deal or a good amount. And finally. Russian President Vladimir Putin, 71% oh, of Americans on. say they blame him a great deal or a good amount, and then the other categories are not much or not at all, and that's 29% in total. When they were, and, uh, let's, let's remind everyone, uh, they were supplying the U.S. with like 2% right? of our fuel. And everyone else, now Europe, that's, they're getting their oil from Russia, but uh, yeah. we weren't getting our oil not from that there. Much. Most people, I think, believe in a higher power. And uh, there is a sign today that says that the Almighty is not happy with uh, the White House or the current administration. Oh, uh, I don't know if you remember back when John the Baptist in the in the good book when he baptized Jesus, supposedly a dove hovered over Jesus's head. 
Well, today what happened was oh, Joe Biden was pushing America, and he's out in front of a bunch of John Deere tractors trying to sell his baloney. And as soon as he said the words made in America, a bird pooped on his lapel. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> you got to love that. I'll have to look for that video. Sounds like fun. I thought that was for Jared. Is, is John Deere truly made in America or are just assembled yeah, in believe, America? I believe they still are. Or assi- I mean, are the parts, out- the parts bought in China outsour- and assembled here? I don't know about outsourced parts, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they manufacture most of it here. Now, why is he even going to a bunch of John Deere drivers? Are, those are not the type of people who would, would give Biden the two cents. Because he was trying to sell the whole Made in America precept. Now we still had it all going on, all this outsourcing, a bunch of hooey and whatnot. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is not comparable to any other invasion in history. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, I don't write this stuff, Wait, where's, dude. where's this coming from again? The Hill. The Hill. Oh, God. <laughs> Due to its geoeconomic significance, both Ukraine and Russia are leading exporters of commodities such as crude, natural gas, iron, steel, wheat, and edible oils. And fertilizer. That have a direct impact on the inflation levels in major world economies. While economists were concerned about a significant drop in consumption levels arising from COVID-19-related lockdowns because they weren't asking their mailmen what sort of you know deliveries they were making and whether or not consumption levels were actually down, the, the suppression of demand sending crude prices to $0 per barrel two years ago. I remember that. Yeah, I that do too so now. Crazy. I had forgotten about that. Man, they were paying people to store right. oil. <laughs> and now, now, look, just two uh-huh. years later, wow. Wow. It's a crazy world, man. Now they are concerned about the opposite. Skyrocketing crude prices touching more than $130 per barrel and natural gas hitting $5.7 per metric million British thermal units. I found less than $4 gas uh, today when I was traveling up to Plymouth for uh, Joe's court hearing. Our, Our friend breaking the flaw had a court hearing today. However, the long term challenge for the U.S will be to keep the crown on the U.S. dollar's head as the leading global reserve slash fiat currency. Like that's that that death knell has already sounded. You think so? Yeah, the U.S. dollar with the with the Chinese uh, uh, Indian rupee rupee thing going on mm-hmm. with India and There's Russia and talk. China. There's a lot of talk. Russia done. has said that they are only going to take uh, the Russian yep. rupee. No ruble. ruble. So rupees India, uh, the Russian ruble is only going to be accepted by unfri- or for unfriendly countries, quote unquote. So that's the European Union countries, that's South Korea, Japan, the United States. Anybody that wants to buy oil from Russia is going to have to pay in the Russian currency. That is something that they have officially yes. said. But the deadline they set, the 31st of last month, blew by, and they had to push it out some more weeks until they can mm. get all well, their Their virtue signaling was a bit together. ahead of their actual yeah. capabilities. But I take, not, I take gold, as, except gold as well. They're taking Bitcoin. And I think they will take gold. If, yeah. they, if you're going to take Bitcoin, you're probably going to take I know gold. They've been, I know they've been buying it, hoarding up for many yeah. years now. So once that does actually happen, it hasn't happened yet from what I understand, that will be the first real domino, well, I think. I don't to, think to it fall. really matters whether it has happened yet or not. Like, the USD has always had its status as the world reserve currency because it was the top one. It was mm-hmm. the top currency for the entire world. Every world, every country used it as their reserve currency, as their, as their international trading currency. Mm-hmm. In a few of these economies, rising inflation levels could lead to a balance of payment crisis and even the toppling of their respective governments. 
Hence, it is natural for these economies to seek ways to circumvent America's sanctions. Even Europe, one that is part of the Western alliance, has sought ruble-euro trade arrangements to prevent any disruptions in Russian gas supply. Mm. From Europe's standpoint, in particular from Italy's and Germany's, Russian gas keeps factories running and homes lit. Without Russian gas, their economies would come to a standstill. Therefore, well, it they is, can buy the gas somewhere else. It's just going to be more expensive. It's going to be more expensive. They have to set up those supply lines. They have to build the pipes mm. to get it in and all of that other stuff that they were talking mm. about, That they plus money. But they've got all those windmills. I don't understand <laughs> this. This doesn't make any sense to me. They turned off their nukes. They, put, they built more windmills. Mm. What's wrong here? <laughs> Moreover, this experience could place Europe at a crossroads, prioritize the transatlantic alliance, and blindly bandwagon the U.S., even if it were to cost it economically or put European economic interests first over relations with its transatlantic partner. As more smaller countries uh, start to adopt cryptocurrencies as legal tender, that is going to help those folks stay more financial or fiscally sound. Certainly. And that's a good thing for them. So I want to see more of that happen. It hasn't really you know, taken off since El Salvador was the first. There hasn't really been a second yet. Well, El Salvador screwed it up so badly. Yeah, they really botched it. If, it's, if they cannot – the problem is, is being able to print – as much money as you need to, that's right. to fund your wars if, the, well, if you no, have that's not that's that's the that's not the that's what we want we want them to not be able to do that that's what i'm saying that's why if they if more of these countries start to adopt a currency that is finite like bitcoin then that will prevent them from funding wars and funding projects that uh, they wouldn't otherwise be able to unless they could just print up some money. That's why you're only likely going to see that happen in the countries that do not have their own currency. Uh, so El Salvador was one of those. They were using the dollar. Uh, and so ad- adopting Bitcoin was no skin off their back because it's not going to hurt their central bank. They don't have one. Right. Uh, but the countries with central banks, of course, are near to you know. There's no chance they're going to adopt cryptocurrency as any kind of legal no. They tender. like I said before, yeah. like I said, they want to create their own. Yeah, they're version. not going to undermine that for a moment. I have a dog, and my dog has been having um, behavior issues lately. Hmm. So I took her to the vet, and um, the vet talked to me about putting my dog on Prozac. No, no. Hire a trainer. What kind of behavior <laughs> issues are we talking about? Well, um, I've had her for about six months. She's probably a year and a half now. Okay. Um, getting her nails cut, um, places won't do that because she just throws a fit. Mm. Um, she's very defensive, and when guests come over my uh, my house, they're very defensive, too. So... Um, it's what's funny. When None of that's depression, kid, though. That's just the dog needing to be trained. Um, uh, all respect to vets and what they do. If my animals are sick, then I need to take them to the vet. But if my animals are having behavioral issues, mm-hmm. I need to contact someone who is an expert in getting that animal to behave in the way that I want. And that's going to be a trainer, not a vet. Yeah, get a hold of Caesar Milan. <laughs> Fun fact, the trainer that I use for my dog actually has worked with Caesar Milan, and he actually has worked recently with a pit bull who was put on Prozac because wow. the pit bull was in a home with like 14 other little tiny terror, uh, terriers that were untrained. and they Terrorists. Would just, Terrorists, yeah. They would just bark and yip and behave badly until uh. the pit bull was like, all right, it's time to put you in your place and would bite one of them. You have two types of people in this world. You have dog people and you have cat people. 
That's a problem? That's a problem because all the people in power are dog people. If we had more cat people, it'd be a much better place. Now, here's the only problem. Here's the only problem. <laughs> I don't disagree because I know where you're coming from. Here's the only problem. Cat people don't want to be in charge of you. So they're not going to run for office. They're not going to be at the White House with their cat. How many, how many presidents have... How many Didn't president, Bill Clinton have a damn cat? How many pictures of... Socks. How, how, much, how much time did it talk... What do you mean? It's socks? Wasn't it called socks? Wasn't that Clinton's cat? Did they I, ever I believe, talk about it? I believe you're correct, Ian. Yeah. But they also had a dog. They, these are not so, do you remember his name? I do not. All right, it's then. probably Duffy or something. But these are not universal truisms. But, see, but we we don't actually know if Obama was a cat or a dog person because he had both. We don't know if Arya is a cat or a dog person, except we do know because we know Arya. She's a cat person. She just happens to have a dog on the side. I don't see it's what a it side makes a difference, man. They're a bunch of monsters. It doesn't matter whether or not they got <laughs> a cat or a dog. They're such different creatures, though, right? Like my cats. If I had to, I could. I could just leave. Here's some food. Here's some water. Your litter box is clean. I will be back in four days. You'll be fine. Do your thing, yeah. And I would come back. They would be upset because my cats are weird and they would have missed me during that period. But they would have been fine. But if I left that dog for four days, dude, he'd eat your house. I can't imagine what I would come back to. Even even if there was a way for me to manage the 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 toilets usage of the dog, despite not being there, it would be a disaster. What was your prediction of Bill Clinton's dog's name? Duffy. Close. It was Buddy. Oh wow, that makes sense. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.